I've never been a very sentimental kind of guy. Never much for New Year's Eve or arbitrary benchmarks of chronology. But, but, you knew there was but coming in that sentence, right? I just turned 40 yesterday. And I got to say, I want to brag about feeling like I'm 22 because I took care of this shit. And it's paid off. And it feels fucking awesome. And it feels good to be 40. And I'm having like... And what would normally be thought of as a midlife crisis as a, just a beautiful existential examination of this point in my life where yesterday was actually my birthday, February 1st, 2022, officially 40 years old. I made it. I know. Like I did a lot of people lose money on that. I made it to 40. Anybody <laughs> uh, I, I, without being in custody, without being in custody at 40, you thought I'd, I'd have a life sentence on me by now. Right. Uh, <laughs> at least a few decades. Uh, no, but it's been, uh, it's been an awesome ride so far. You know, and I've been kind of looking forward to this first from the fitness benchmark. Like uh, Joey no knows that, you know, I've been I've been working my way up to one vegan meal a day, mostly raw, actually, unintentionally, just because I like salads. And I'm, I've am i been trying to cut lately. I've been, I've been bulking for 22 years and thought oh, I'll finally cut. A lot of people said I look bigger. And it's like, yeah, I was just at that point where, like, you lose a little bit of body fat and it makes you look bigger. Um, you know, in terms of being more muscular, but no, I've, I've, over the last few months I've lost, uh, I guess it kind of it's fluctuated between five and 10 pounds yeah. from where I was, but you know, I did 12 days in jail in December and I was thinking, okay, I'm getting out. I'm going to be 40 in, uh, I mean, it was released on December 21st. So it was like, oh shit, my birthday's a month and 10 days away. I'm not going to be in my best shape, you know, coming out of jail, eating jail food, but it wasn't that bad. And, you know, we've got some other benchmarks. You know, uh, coming up, things we're doing to, you know, mark this, things that I have planned around turning 40 and, and, and coming to this point in my life. And it makes me very, you know, I'm taking this as, a, as a, uh, a, a moment of reflection that really started a month ago. And my birthday is not like early or late. It's just that it's like two months long. Because I'm making up for all the other birthdays in between that I, I deliberately disregarded. But I want to say, I, 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 in all of this, I'm also starting to get an appreciation for something that a lot of us as sort of objectivist intellectuals tend to disregard. And, and, and I, I do believe that birthdays are, are not the most important, you know, events in someone's life, not by a long shot. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm much more a fan of, of, uh, of substantive benchmarks and celebrating annual occasions that bring families and communities together rather than, than birthdays, but they can be that too. And that it's, it's, it's as intellectuals, as, as a lot of us as nerdy libertarians, you know, are trying to be perfect objectivists. Uh, well, or it's just another day on the calendar. Well, no, you know, hey, you're 40. Have you, have you spent enough time thinking about your life? You know, that's what the calendar says. It says you're 40. You might want to stop and think about this shit for a while. You know, four decades, four decades. It's yeah, worth, worth at least. So I, I started this. Uh, yeah, like a couple months ago, really looking forward to, oh my gosh, I'm going to be 40. And uh, I'm I'm very optimistic about my own life and, and I'm very optimistic for people who have the opportunity to live well the way that I do. And, and for everybody who isn't, but maybe and may make it to longevity escape velocity, you know, that point at which 
life expectancy goes up by more than one year per year, and then nobody really dies of old age anymore. You got 10 good years on your meat sack. Well, guess what? Congratulations. You probably made it. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's really exciting. Stop riding motorcycles and doing stupid shit like getting arrested because you know that that you might you might live to be both well, that character. Who, who is it? The uh, the Rob Lowe character from Parks and Recreation. Well, you know, scientists say the first man to live to be 150 has already been born. Well, yeah, and and, and I think we're our generation is, is the one, or 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 our generations, people who are alive today, over the next 50 to 100 years, we're going to be the ones that defeat aging. In the human body, like yeah, we're on the verge of that. What a what a glorious time to be alive, and and I I feel like I'm actually grateful to have gotten forty good years in before shit got super crazy. Because even with the last two years of of COVID, yeah, you know, I can't can't talk about this without I, the last unless we live unless we can live to be 150 and you have to wear masks. Uh, no, Who no, wants that? Who no. Wants that? We'll defeat all all viruses and. It like that too uh but no like to, to think it's the two years of my life joey i'm 40 and 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 you go whether well, the, the last 20th of my life is pretty significant the last 120th of my life has been under covidism and it's it's had a significant impact on me experiencing it right now when i've come out of it with what i want for the world with positive momentum with awareness with a deeper understanding of myself and humanity and human nature and the world and society and the dynamics of power and exploitation and statism and all of that. And I'm coming out better grounded, more up. I mean, I, Joey, I, I meditate on a regular basis for like the first time in my life, uh, easing into it starting about four or five months ago. I've had various meditation practices. I've had consistent yoga practice, you know, but just sort of on my own it, being in that, that healthy routine that I've picked up and, Quick shout out to the fabulous app. I still use it just as a, a morning routine checklist and an evening routine routine checklist. Um, and, and to have developed those healthy habits, I feel, you know, better at 40 about all these things than I, than I ever have in my life. And I suppose it's worth worth bragging about what's what's important to me, what I value, because I want other people to have that too. I want other people to enjoy you know, the, the wealth, you know, um, I think I saw it on a Mike Adams, you know, the health ranger. He's one of the few people whose emails I actually, actually read like on, on his email. It's a handful of others, but um, there was a quote he put in one of his emails. I'm going to paraphrase and forget who said it, uh, but it was uh, a healthy body, a mind at peace and a home full of love. These are not things that money can buy. But these are the things that you earn that make life worth living. And I have those. I'm a rich man. And uh, while I am I am happy to always be, you know, on the verge of broke, living from score to score, paycheck to paycheck. I haven't had a regular job since I got out of the Marine Corps. I'm very I'm so grateful to our Patreons for making that possible in part and everybody else, you know, over the course of of you know, my activism who have had faith in me and faith in my voice and more than anything, you know, that's, that's what has defined my life, my activism. And it's, it's because I have been able to connect with people who wanted my voice to be relevant in the conversation and have supported me in that. And to, to look back 
at age 40, even though, I mean, really, I could be celebrating, like, I should, it's more, more meaningful to me to celebrate the anniversary of my activism, right? You know, which I, which I sort of credit my full-time activism, starting with um, Operation First Casualty, uh, March 19, 2007, the fourth anniversary of the invasion of Iraq, and we did the Street Theater Patrol in Washington, D.C. So March 19, 2007, to 22, I'm about to come up on my 15 year anniversary of activism. There was a trickle of activism before that, obviously, but I, I consider that like my 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 birth as a full time activist with Iraq veterans against the war. I dabbled in Libertarian Party stuff before that, and a couple of uh, alcohol policy protests on my college campus. <laughs> but uh, that was that was a different leap for me. And it, it's to think that my, my, I can look back at, at my life in, in 40 years and kind of break it down and, and say that, you know, I've had my, my childhood, my teenage years, my, my boarding school experience, my college experience, my Marine Corps experience, and then activism in the last 15 years. And then I guess on top of that, the last uh, six years, homesteading which is still part of activism, but being able to build, going from I'm a crazy veteran running around being angry at the war and, and, and you know, the establishment to, you know, showing that these values that and, and principles that I espouse, that the truths that are important to me, and dare I say us, as the Adam versus the Man audience, including you all in that, that they can be applied to live a better life. And uh, that's what we have here, and we're building that, and we want to share it with people. So thanks to everybody. Uh, for indulging me. I hope that was was worthwhile. I don't like navel gazing. I don't like, uh, you know, sort of self-indulgence or sentimentality, but I think every now and then just positively celebrating people, celebrating birthdays and uh, celebrating milestones and, and taking time to, to look back and appreciate that perspective and get in touch with your principles and, and, and the people and the relationships that are important to you. And that's uh, that's definitely worth, worthwhile. So I hope you didn't find it too much of an indulgence today. But with that, we have Joey Lee, G.I. Mary Jane in we studio. Have we have Jim, James Vaughn, Jim Freedom, somewhere, Hi. somewhere uh, coming up on screen momentarily. We have some fun updates. <clears throat> I have a birthday present to open, apparently. Yeah. We'll come back to that. Uh, first, we had we had an update on. Well, Jim, why don't you give us the producer club notes? And, and we'll smoke weed um, in honor of our friend, Ed, who is currently, uh, uh, we believe, at least, as of Sunday, at least, in federal lockup at Florence Federal Correctional Facility in horrible, Arizona. Horrible. Well, I can be quick. T.me forward slash Adam versus Samantha, a public telegram channel. Everybody's welcome. It's climbing fast. Uh, join so you can try to be the thousandth subscriber. We're going to figure something out for that. Patreon.com forward slash Adam versus the man. Everything's forward slash Adam versus the man. That's how you can financially support the show and get access to the private producers club, which is where we share a link every week with the show. So you can be backstage if you wanted private conversations. It's fun. It's awesome. Homefrontbattlebuddies.org, the veterans nonprofit we talk about from time to time. That's where you can donate uh, theft deductible donations at homefrontbattlebuddies.org. Moving on. All right. Well, here's one for Ed. <clears throat> oh, yeah. 
Well, we heard from Ed Sunday. He was doing well. We've been taking care of some logistics things for him. Um, we've been in communication with some attorneys. We've been getting shit done. But it is it is very frustrating to know that uh, he is caught in a part of the state apparatus that has got its teeth into him pretty deep. And best case scenario, is still going to take a while. Um, but what we're looking at is that they are they are really pushing plea deals with this. And if they give him a, a, a pretty juicy one, um, I don't know if he wants to fight this all the way out. But if not, he's ready to go all the way. And they might ask him to plea to a felony, which means that Ed Vallejo is going to be a household name in November if he's still at trial around the midterm elections. But I think the Democrats... Everybody involved really want this resolved before then. They're not going to let it go to that. Uh, but he has uh, he had his arraignment on Friday by video call to, to D.C. Uh, the judge there said they are intent on the trial going forward with the date July 11th, I believe, right? There's an right. April date for the other Oath Keepers charges and July 11th for the seditious conspiracy batch of charges as a singular trial, I think they're trying all 11 together with that. Uh, it's going to be either either they're going to get a bunch of pleas or it's going to be a surrogate. So it's, it's, it's interesting to see there's going to be some coordination. Uh, today I got to speak to one of Stuart Rhodes' attorneys personally on the phone, so that was kind of nice. Um, we're, we're making progress. We're making contact. Uh, hopefully there's some coordination there. Uh, but it does, it does put us in a bit of a challenging position with the the overall political dynamics of this with uh, Donald Trump recently said that if he was reelected, he would pardon everybody who's in jail for January 6th stuff. Right. Not maybe he didn't use that. Exact, those are words. He, he said, said he was going to, no, and now they've, they're yelling at him. They, the conservatives and Democrats are yelling at him saying that proves that he's unfit to run for president again, because he's already offering pardons to people who haven't been convicted. Well, you know, about that stuff, it's sort of bullshit petty theatrics compared to, like, the criminality of the state itself. They're I, yeah. bickering over, like, oh, well, he said this, or she said this, and it's like, Trump's unfit because he's crazy. No, he's a very stable genius. It's, it's really that dumb personality-driven conversation. I, this is where, like, I'm, I, I'm not going to defend Trump at all because I'm obviously the opposite ideologically. He's, he's, he's a statist totalitarian. He believes in strong central government and authority by that carried out by force. I believe in decentralization and voluntary laws. society. That's right? a gun he believes, uh, well, yeah, no shit. Uh, just Joey, Joey, dude, if you really want to go, you really want to do the list, we're going to be here all night long. About the conservative uh, about who allowed all the gun laws. How you know. statist is Trump? Let me count the ways. Yes, no, we're not going to be here all making a podcast about that, Joey. Um, but no, I will say in a sense that I am, I am grateful for the Trump phenomenon of, of shaking things up that, 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 that you know, e even if he's in there doing that, there's, there's an expectation of, you know, more engagement, more destabilization of the system as a whole. And, you know, I'm all for that. Um, I think even as someone who's advocating for the most peaceful transition possible, and that's what I want. Um, I, I have to say there's a certain appeal of um, shit. Now the term escapes me. Word. What is it? People, people who who want to see everything just fall. Accelerationism, right? We want to accelerate. People want to accelerate the collapse. <clears throat> yeah, it's not just a word. It's a very, very sort of specific term in this context. 
but yeah, accelerationist, you know, is, is uh, someone who wants to see the natural decay of society progress in order to, to come to something better. I don't think that's necessary, but for the things that <clears throat> people think of decaying of the system or decaying of society, I can say, no, that's the system. You know, like you said, oh, well, Trump yeah, is destabilizing like politics. I'm like, yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, you don't <clears throat> like society as in human beings getting along and working towards a goal of the problem. And I don't think that right. To the extent that Trump is destabilizing people being able to feed each other and make food and cars and pump gas, but yeah, the fuck Trump, right? Because this actual this actual it's policy, awesome. and it doesn't. It, it just yeah, it, it's just and, a massive, smooth, suppressive effect in all of those ways. It's so much more significant than you know the, than the whole relatively superficial everything threat that January 6th could possibly represent. Um, oh, we had a great birthday. Oh, thank you, Kim Hoffner. Great to hear from you. You share a birthday with somebody else. Where did that go? Where did that go? I share a birthday with approximately with one in 365 My people. grandma? Say you my cousin. Jim's cousin, uh, the guy who plays Dexter, uh, and Kevin Turner's brother. All right. Cute, cute cat, Kevin. Nice pussy. If I if, if I believed in <laughs> astrology, I'd say it was a, it was a good day to be born. I think so. Uh, do we need to cover anything else with Ed or Oath Keepers or? Uh, we do have we we're gonna we're gonna um, get through a few more quick subjects here, um, and then we have the Oath Breakers segment. We're gonna do the video of me ripping up the Constitution, um, and then tonight we're gonna take some calls or or respond to comments. Uh, you know, after we take that that little break, um, Joe, did I miss any comments? I'm supposed to refer. You need me to read into the record. Um, I saw I saw a lot. Anything that needs to be added to the record? No, no. Uh, Colette Allen is watching from England. So. All right. Hello from across the pond. We are international. International. No. Live and international. Colette's been around forever. Yeah. Oh yeah. God bless her. We're good. Nothing else to, uh, to, lots of happy birthdays, but all right, we had to pop them all up. Thank you for all the sentimentality. All right, so teasing ahead our guests next week, we have two very interesting guests. Oh. Um, first, Tony Garazio mm. is a New York Libertarian Party activist and candidate who is running for national chair in Ooh. Reno. And I think Joey's been keeping up more with the LP gossip than no. dumpster fire. So, exactly. Like, you know, See, I've been just observing from a distance. Joey's been like, is Joe still on Facebook? Yes. So you know, I'm on like Facebook for Oath Breakers, in high school when there's like a gaggle of like cheerleaders and football players arguing at recess, and you kind of like listen in, you giggle at a couple of the back and forth, and then you get back to doing what you're doing anyway because it's all nonsense and drama. It's kind of how I'm handling the LP drama right now. It's terrible. I uh, Except that it's scary because it's something that we have invested in, and so many people have invested in, and we see it that as, a, as a resource for humanity and the movement and the cause and human progress and et cetera, et cetera, and to see it mishandled is, is tragic when you understand its potential, right? Axel Rose tried to tell us. Nothing lasts forever. In the cold November rain. In the cold, cold November rain. <laughs> the Reno Convention. Now, I, I, you know, and I've always been registered as an independent. And even when I got active with the party, I didn't change that with the federal government. God, I sound like such a statist <laughs> right now. <laughs> but uh, 
But no, and it's because I just don't, I've watched the Democrats and Republicans flip back and forth on their shoes my entire childhood and adult life. I don't trust any political party to be able to go under the radar without being infiltrated or changing their mind or just new member base that changes all the principles. So while I agree with the principles of the LP uh, today, as we're talking, I, you know, I can't promise that they're going to stay the same forever. So I will never be able to say that I align with them for life. <laughs> or anybody else. No hard feelings, guys. I love, I love the LP at the, at the moment, but can I even say that? I'm, I'm, it's just so much drama. It's, and, and none of it productive either. You know, if these are productive arguments, great, but, just not. I I don't know. It's one of those paradoxical moments too, where you say, "Do I just ignore it, or do I get up there on the front line and make sure everything gets fixed?" But I see a lot of people walking away, so we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, a new chair can. Our producers club friend, our producers club friend Matt Baxley is already booked for Reno, so he'll be there and his voice will be there. Yay, I'm getting, there's a choir. I'm singing in the Libertarian Party choir in Reno. Really? I, I don't know that. how I was found for that. It's because and why anybody would they think with my raspy smoker's know. voice that I always have for this show that I would sing. But no, I actually used to be really good at singing. I, I feel like with a little bit of warm up and you know, a little bit of practice, I could I could at least. Uh, lend a little volume to an amateur choir from the uh, bass baritone section. Uh, I sang Carmina. Bar I sang in the bass section for because I was I was I could sing either bass or baritone. Um, I sang in the bass section in my college choir for Carmina Barana. Oh my gosh, we're gonna pull that up. Opera of sorts. No, no, no. It is it is like the most Things. overplayed. Um, I would movie choir all the way up through high school. From every over dramatized movie uh, moment ever, better. I give you Carmina Burana. Give it, guys. I'm loading and slow. Here we go. We're gonna get censored somewhere. No, we're not. We're not playing we're not that. on YouTube. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fuck it. We've escaped censorship. Like, and now I don't care to have like the production values. <laughs> <laughs> to put a bunch of music and stuff. The only thing we do is Snoop Dogg and Dr. And Dre. on the show now. Yes. Facebook uh, might copyright it, but you're not monetized there it. anyway. Yeah. That's I don't know which version here is, is the right one. Let's see. Yeah. 23 million views. This is an, It's an hour, 11 minutes, and 11 seconds. This particular recording of it. And I did this in a live choir with 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 the with the concert orchestra and being in the middle of it was such it's an epic performance. It's so sensory. Get ready. That's that mosh pit feeling. Yeah, but it's this. <laughs> oh, here it comes. I don't know if your signals is low. No, here it is. Here it is. They, they're, they're warming up. They're warming up. All the buildings. You're going to be, oh, that song. You were in the middle of that song. How long is this going to take? It's like they're warming up. Yeah. I don't want to fast forward. No, you have to hear the. the I'm only going to play like the first 30 seconds, and you're going to be like, "Oh, holy shit, that's awesome!" But now I'm like, "How long is?" 
this version. This better be worth it. This better be the best version ever. Here comes the conductor. They got to plot for the conductor. And now that's got to reload. I'm going for the shorter version. Uh, yeah. Remix. Remix. So now you got to hear the, the, the orchestra warming up on the wrong version <laughs> that we're not going to play for you anyway. Uh, is this one loading now? I should have this song downloaded or something. I probably do on my phone. Do I? I think I do. Let me see if it pulls Look, up. My internet's going so slow, I can't even pull that comment off the screen. So if we're on the oh. same wavelength. Thanks, Jim. No, oh, no, I have Die Hard with a Vengeance. That's what I'm thinking about. Oh, that's, 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 that's No, yeah. Wait, wait. You tried to pull something up there while I was pulling up. We're sharing an internet connection. I'm not pulling anything up. Oh, I just God. have Streamyard up. All right. Well, let's see. Let's see. But anyway, what else do you want to say about the Libertarian Party while we're stalling? I, um, great parties. Yes, the Libertarian Party is the best party. Ain't no party like a Libertarian Party. Because the Libertarian Party don't stop. See, that's what you get censored for. All right, wait, hold on. I think on the other version I have it. It's now trying to load two at the same time. No way. There's music Stop no You've all heard this before now, right? Right, guys? Did I ruin it? Did I have to go? Did I sing over it and ruin it for everybody, Jim? I mean, I got the idea, but I don't think I would have <laughs> recognized it. <laughs> It was hard to hear. Oh, you were singing, singing, singing over it. did mask it a lot. It was cutting in and out. Were you singing so. that? You sang that in jail? Well, yeah, I sang it in jail. When I do it in jail, I, told, just for that. I, I only know like the first few words, and I, and I just make up the rest They're of the They're not words. No, they were words. It's, it's Latin or something. They're not words. Oh, Fortuna, Bellu, Luna, Stati, You can look into it. They're not words. Yeah, but they rec I sing it well enough that you can recognize it. So yeah, I'm, I'm sure I got a chuckle out of yeah. out of the I'd like to see a one in the yeah, chat. But I sing this in jail and like the echoing always. A two if you don't. Elf they Elf. They start to blah 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what we're gonna be singing at the Libertarian National Convention. Don't worry, but no, we're singing. Promise. Shit, I got an email about it. Something fun. Promise. Something fun. Um, what are else do we have? Other conventions uh, that are worth mentioning. So we, well, we we're the, going we're, to the California. We're going to be at the California Libertarian Party convention yeah. in two and a half weeks. Something like that. Very much looking forward to that. Wait, so anyway, that's that's so Tony Dorazio. I'm going to dig that. We're going to be covering the LP chairs race because we're going to make him talk about his competition because that's how libertarians roll. Uh, it's going to be fun. Yeah. And then. Um, no, but I know Tony. I like him, of course, and it's all it's all very friendly. And I don't, I, I'm honestly not paying any attention. I don't have a horse in the race. I'm happy to just be like, cool, yeah, run the chair. Tell me yeah. about it. 
Um, he's someone I, I, like, I don't know who else is running. I honestly, I haven't even looked at his credentials by my standards and been like, Oh, do I want Tony to be chair? I mean, I, I respect him. I like him to have him on the show. You know, he's a cool guy. So he's going to be a fun. I don't know who else is running. Yeah. We also have Bethany Hill. Yeah. You want to give a, can, uh, can you do like a, a quick update on actually, Mississippi situations? And that's all settled because like what tenants for the show is bitching about learning more fuckery out of Mississippi. So uh, just a quick background story. 74% of Mississippians said yes to medical cannabis on a ballot. You know, those things you check off where the populace agrees or disagrees. Those things that are supposed to be sacred, right? Uh, 74% said yes. And the governor who was just voted in this this term and just started in 2021, decided that he wasn't going to allow it to go through on a technicality requiring signatures from five congressional districts when actually only four exist. Uh, but they've been fighting since January of 2021 and it went into effect today. And I was so stoked and I made posts and congratulations, Mississippi, spark it up, yay, weeds and woohoo, baby steps to freedom. Uh, and then I found out that, no, they, they're in a five-day purgatory holding period where the governor can veto it if he wants to. Or he can sign off and say that he promises he doesn't want to veto it, which he just did not long before the show started and Bethany updated me. So medical marijuana is officially legal in Mississippi, and we are going to have Bethany Hill of we are the seventy-four. Yeah. To tell us more about that next week, and I'm I'm so stoked. Those guys have worked so hard, and people have tried to stop them, and people have tried to bend the rules. And even now, the bill that passed is not what the people voted on. It's less. It, they only get an eighth a day. I don't know in what allotment. Like, I don't know if that means. But it, it, it's time. It, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, I don't know how it's going to look, but it's it sucks very and limited. it's awkward and it's messy. But it is a critical turning point uh, in terms of enforcement. Even and it's it's. I mean, it's marijuana great. legalization is almost boring to me at this point, right? Like I'm on a, I'm on a bigger, better things, but it's still it's, it's still boring, worth celebrating. People are still literally dying over it. And, yeah, yeah. No, know, literally, and, and it's, yeah, it's terrifying, and it's so easy for people to get sick of it, and it's why I think it's been going on for so long. That's, I mean. <laughs> People don't want to hear about it anymore until it happens to them. And a lot of times people walk out of those jail cells feeling guilty like they're criminals when they're not. They, they twist you up in there. So. The drug war racket is coming to an end. That's that's the bigger thing. And 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 Bethany is someone who's always fun to talk to. Yeah. And getting her perspective on that and what's next and the implications of this and fitting that into the bigger picture with the end, beginning of the end of the end of the world, beginning. We're in the middle. We're in the middle. middle We're in the middle of the end. Yeah, yeah, we're not at the beginning so. of the ending. Where we and, and and this is this is sort of like the the states that still don't have medical are like the the trickle of of the beginning of the end. Yeah, you know, there's still there's still states that are listed as medical, but you have to literally be a week from dying to get. And, and to be fair, most people around the world. I, Joey, do you know this? How many of the, of the of the what is it? World world population about eight billion. How many live under cannabis prohibition? I don't know. I've never looked at that. Did you guess off the top of your head? Off the world? Yeah. World population. How many? There's so many big See, a lot Like China. Cannabis isn't legal in China, right? No. America's among the first countries to start legalizing, you know, within right. its borders. And the, the country is not legal yet. Like, 
do we get a good result if I just duck duck go search? How many people live on the cannabis prohibition? Went illegal, believe it or not, is the states started criminalizing it first. And it took a long time for the federal government to finally come in because they didn't give a shit what the states were doing. Do what you want. You can make things illegal if you want. We don't care. But I think maybe it was money driven. No one was soon. Uh, but eventually, it took like 10 or 15 years after like California was the first state to criminalize weed, if you believe that. Uh, I think like 1911 or something. It was hella early. And then 1937. So it took like 20 years for the federal government to even step in and make a decision on weed being criminalized. It's going to take longer for them to step in and make a decision on decriminalizing it. Because now they're making money off of it at this point. Let's be real. So it's the actually very small. So I think I got a partial answer here from 420growist.com. Countries where both recreational and medical cannabis is legal. This is going to be the smallest category out there. There are barely any countries in the world besides a select few. Countries where both medical and recreational cannabis are 100% legal are Canada, Georgia, South Africa, Uruguay, and USA, only in certain states. So yeah, man. Everybody's still suffering pretty much globally. And then medical, there's a long list. This is real. I'm gonna read this real quick. This is worth. <laughs> so there's some countries where cannabis is a legitimate treatment option. Blah blah blah. Um, Argentina, Australia, Bermuda, Chile, Colombia, Croatia, Cyprus, Czech Republic, Denmark, Finland, Germany, Greece, Israel, Italy, Jamaica, Luxembourg, Malta, Netherlands, New Zealand, North Macedonia, Norway, Peru, Poland, Portugal, San Marino, Sri Lanka, Switzerland, Thailand, UK, Vanuatu, Zimbabwe. So it's a big chunk oh that at least have I'm medical that song in my head. and somewhat decriminalized in that sense. But as to what we would extent? Assume. Like Virginia, but this is, this if you is, look right, it up right now, point is, Virginia's decriminalized. This is Virginia's the very... There's like three qualifying conditions and you can only get low dose RSO that doesn't even help the chronic conditions that are listed in the state under the medical. Uh, they're, they're, so like for them to say, yeah, yeah, medical, yeah, yeah, no, no, it no, 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 it's, it's like messy, but like, so then there's uh decrim medical and rec, Austria, Belgium, Brazil, Estonia, Mexico, Slovenia, Spain, countries where only rec is decrim, which is a weird thing. Bangladesh, Belize, Bolivia, Cambodia, Costa Rica, Ecuador, Egypt, India, Iran, Laos, Lesotho, Moldova, Morocco, Myanmar, Nepal, Pakistan, Paraguay, Vietnam. And so those, and then only medical decrim, decrim, France, Ireland, Romania, South Korea, Turkey. So it's a big chunk of the world population, but I, I just off the top of my head, and given what I know about medical and how it is in some of those countries, it's more, it's closer to illegal than legal in, in, in a lot of those. And there are places where the drug war really rages on. So it's still really the majority of the world population does not have access to cannabis. I think that's safe to say. That's I think uh, we got a lot of work to go, a lot of work to do there. Maybe David Chadwick commenting here can answer. I think uh, Philly PA is legal now, right? Yeah, Pennsylvania. David says he met you at the Philly rally. Um, well, no, oh, I, I was part of the effort to decrim Philly with, with NA Poe. Um, and there was an epic, one of the Ron Paul 2012 rallies, Philly in the rain. Was it was a, a um, for a constitutional hall was really epic. Uh, good memories. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, well until I can walk that? down the street, yeah. until I can walk down Main Street smoking a joint without any worry of being assaulted by a terrorist officer. I'm not you happy. Well, the funny thing is now, right. Well, the funny thing is now, it's more the offense of smoking than that it's weed. People are more more 
Uh, you can walk around with a vape pen anywhere, though. Yeah, you don't get arrested. Yeah, you yeah, I know. that's true. You know, I, they make, but they sell the CBD. I want to walk around with a joint. Yeah. Like weed, so like they're not even going to approach you. Yeah, we're we're that gym, like really most of the United States. If it's we're, not we're crap, like there. if you're not being a dick with your smoke, being in people's faces with it, and a cop just barely passes and gets a whiff, like yeah, most places in the United States, most cities, like yeah, yeah, we're there. Like that's not that big a deal. I mean, we're not. Still there I'm not saying not. it's universal, <laughs> and I'm not saying hey, if you're black, <laughs> you know. Get harassed in a lot of places, but anyway. A time present. for it, it. Okay, so the uh, <laughs> producers' club. Chris, you together. can answer this. Well, oh, go ahead. Can I? Can I single it out mostly? Did you, <laughs> Chris Cole? Chris Cole uh, sang me a, a wonderful custom birthday message earlier. <laughs> but no, I'm not. I'm not breaking my diet for my birthday. God. God. So yesterday was the one day I, I actually ate just right. All right. Yay. So the producers club, uh, mainly Matt and Ant. Thank you guys. Big ups uh, to you two for making it happen. Got together and I mean, just, just look. It's, it's over. Oh my God. This is the best stuff for starting fires in the stove. Oh my gosh. It's well, you already got me like a really awesome mug. Oh, you did right. Show off. We should show that's, that. That's off. really classy. I need, I need something to drink. <laughs> you can't use it. Wait, aren't you gonna? Be, I'm gonna get through the paper in a minute, aren't I? Yeah, this is how you wanted me to do this, right? Oh my God! Well, now there's Joey at the moment of truth. The cat got into the. All right, well, we're gonna break in a minute. Yeah. All right. Oh, oh no way! Now, now Woo. listen. So this, oh. Is, this is hand oh, carved. Oh, oh, look at that hand carved. This guy oh. usually books his designs. He makes jewelry and, and he whatever out of um he does it out of elk bone and wood. Uh, that is too cool. Yeah, and I told I, I we were very mm. specific. Now he was going to write Captain Freebeard. Yeah. But uh, I trusted his artistic vision, and he's like, just he, just, he couldn't yeah, figure no, out how to spin classy. it right. He didn't yeah. want to clutter it and up. And it sits. It uh, sits. So now mm. you have your pirate pipe for your birthday and your pirate mug. It's good because I think this one and I was going to drop. This the last one I was going to drop sooner or later. Well, thanks everybody. That's very very appropriate. Uh, now even the puppies are oh because the cats over there. All right. Well, let's let's do that as our first caller after we do the Oathbreakers video, shall we? I like that. And All right. You're gonna get your pirate pipe ready. So yes. For, uh, for another smoke weed we'll every day. The video. We're taking calls and responding to comments after this brief break. It's an eight-minute video. I'm very proud of this. Like I did this, I did this Monday night, pretending that it was yesterday, so we could release it yesterday. Uh, so Oath Breakers was born, and uh, I, the video kind of speaks for itself. But having to take questions about it, it's a fun project. I, I just want to preface the video by saying uh, I'm already really happy with it. You know, thank you, Marcus Gulis, put out a press release for Oath Breakers, and I haven't gotten any interviews yet. Um, I've stirred some shit on Twitter. We've stirred a little shit on Facebook. It's it's a good constitutional perspective re-education exercise. And I do, I should I should give a shout out while I'm thinking about oh. it here to the book that that partly inspired this, 
America's counter-revolution. And actually, I've been bragging about as if, if the, the, the topic of this is if I'd read the entire book for years, having just read the Amazon description of it. Um, but it, it's the... Um, I mean, the Jeff, Jeff, my friend Jeffrey Tucker wrote the introduction. Um, it's got some some great endorsements. It is uh, Sheldon Richmond's book, America's Counter-Revolution, the Constitution Revisited. And that's really uh, the sort of historical factual basis for, I mean, of course, there's, you, you look this, was, gee, what was the Articles of Confederation? A constitution of unanimous consent between the member states. What was the constitution? One that was forced on the rest of them when nine out of 13 signed on? Huh? We just, hmm. They're like, you know, nine out of 10 people enjoy gang rape. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't make it okay. Uh, so it's very important for the libertarian movement, for people who care about freedom, to get past constitutional fetishism. And obviously there's something in creating a group called Oath Breakers right now that distinguishes anybody who wants to sign on from the Oath Keepers. And if Oath Keepers are anti-government, us Oath Breakers must be pro-government, right? All right, Jim, roll tape. <laughs> hey everybody, this is Adam Kokesh. Today is February 1st, 2022, and I'm very excited to be joining you to talk about a new group called the Oath Breakers and a sacred, sacred document you may have heard of called the United States Constitution. Now, why, why now? Well, you may have heard of a group called the Oath Keepers in the press lately. You may have heard about our friend, Edward Vallejo, who's currently in federal custody, who, while not a member of the Oath Keepers himself, seems to have fallen in with the bad crowd that everybody is hating on these days. And I want to make it as clear as possible that as a former Marine, as a combat veteran, as someone who once swore an oath to the Constitution of the United States, that I am nothing of the sort of person or political entity, or of the same inclination to see Donald Trump installed as president, or really anyone installed as president, like the Oath Keepers. No. We, the Oath Breakers, are a distinct group now. We are, we are a Facebook group, a Facebook page, technically, of shit stirrers. Yes, of a different sort. And we definitely do not stand for the U.S. Constitution. No. As I may, if, if, you, if you will allow me, read the manifesto of the Oath Breakers. We, the Oath Breakers, I know it's sounding redundant already, stand for peace, love, freedom, truth, and consent. Consent, consent, consent. Above all else, we pledge absolute commitment only to nonviolent means, to only, excuse me, to only nonviolent means of achieving our goals. While some of us are motivated by having sworn a false oath to the U.S. Constitution and having done violence on behalf of government as a result, we all unite in rejection of false authority, false oaths, false history, and the current U.S. Constitution. Now, obviously, in my case, it was, it was this Marine. I swore an oath to the Constitution to defend it against all enemies, foreign and domestic, not understanding what it was in history, in context, or in principle. 
or that swearing that oath to the Constitution would lead me to volunteer to be a war criminal, at best a party to war crimes as all of us are in the age of the global war on terror who have sworn an oath to the US Constitution as part of our oath of enlistment in the US military. All right, back to the group, Oath, oath Breakers, the, man, the manifesto. Some of us are constitutionalists, but all recognize that for a constitution to be valid, it must have the consent of the governed, as described in the American Declaration of Independence. A valid oath must be sworn by sober free will, not under threat and free of false pretense. Given the unethical history, nature, and premises of the U.S. Constitution, no oath sworn to it can be valid. Informed consent is an ethical and legal obligation of government and originates from the individual human's right to self-determination. We have been lied to about the nature and origin of the U.S. Constitution, and the government maintains these lies as truth. Before the coup of 1789, America was governed by the Articles of Confederation, the Constitution that required unanimous consent of the states to change or replace it. The coup created a strong central government with the power to tax, maintain a standing army, and create a central bank. Policies opposed by many founders. The document itself violates the concept of consent by assuming power upon the approval of just nine of the 13 member states. Not to mention that it legitimized slavery. While children in government schools are taught the Bill of Rights protects our rights, it is gaslighting to suggest that government protects rights more than violates them. Not only does the Bill of Rights fail in its supposed intent, but it also fails as a fig leaf to cover the actual intent of the U.S. Constitution. To fuck you. It is the intent of the U.S., if the intent, excuse me, <laughs> if the intent of the U.S. Constitution was to create a government limited by principles, it would be a gross denial of reality to suggest it has achieved that goal. We care not of the professed intent of the framers as we know them by their fruit an out-of-control, overgrown government that exists on the premise of violating individual rights in the name of the U.S. Constitution. While we oppose this government because it is non-consensual, it would be absurd to call us anti-government, as it would be to call someone anti-sex for opposing rape. If you define democracy as rule by the people, we're for it. If you define it as majority rule voting system by which the majority supposedly grants authority to government to force their will on the minority, we're against it because that system violates consent. No individual has the right to force their will on another and people don't magically gain that right by the process of voting or ganging up on their victims. We find that subservience and obedience to unjust authority is a sign of weak character and low moral fortitude. While in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. Now, who could that possibly refer to? I'll give you a clue. 
He goes by a stage name, but his real name is Elmer Stuart Rhodes. That is only true so long as the people remain blind. We hereby call on all oath keepers to the current U.S. Constitution to get their shit together and join us in condemning their oaths, the U.S. Constitution, and the conceptually, practically, and fundamentally evil government that it has spawned. Now, our website is oathbreakers.club, because it's a club of all the cool kids who have figured it out. And for now, it just redirects to our Facebook page. If you want to contact us, oathbreakersorg at gmail.com. Now, as for dues to be paid to this organization, dues are paid daily to your conscience. But if, if you want to donate to support us doing more Oathbreaker stuff besides a Facebook page and silly memes, feel free. You can PayPal us, oathbreakersorg at gmail.com. You can find all of our crypto wallet addresses on our Facebook page. And this is an important time for the progress of humanity, to, for us to realize what the U.S. Constitution represents, that although the American Revolution was a glorious step forward for humanity in overthrowing monarchy, monarchies, we did not overthrow the concept of centralized government by coercion that denies you your right to deny government consent. A lot of people today are still fooled as fetishists of the Constitution to romanticize this document, to lament that America has lost its way because we have lost sight of the principles of the Constitution. Well, no, it is the principles of the Declaration perverted by the Constitution that we should bear in mind moving forward. Some complain, these Constitution fetishists, that the Constitution is being shredded every day. I say, the sooner the better. All right. And while that was happening, we got a new patron at patreon.com slash man. Thank you, John Jones, for joining the crew. Very much appreciate that. Hey, John. And uh, I got to say, now I'm enjoying my, my pirate mug as Joey's birthday present for me. But you know what? I couldn't enjoy it without the steel straws that we got together all, all those months ago because now oh, my, my mustache my mustache is too big to sip for me to just like sip like a normal human being if I try to eat soup it's really a disaster but I can smoke through it like with my badass new pirate pipe so Joey if you would plug the uh, plug the artist here um, yeah, so I, I totally ran across this guy on Facebook uh, by mistake on accident, and he's awesome. And if you go to velvethammer.store, you can see all of his work. He makes pipes. Uh, he makes rings. He makes knives. He makes all sorts of jewelry and handcrafted things. And this is actually the first pipe he's ever made with an eye patch so you have a one-of-a-kind right there um, that i assume he's going to continue to make because he plugged it all over the place when he got done crafting it it was all over there. hey guys eye patch pipes hit me up if you need one now um so small business guy works out of his house and uh i love supporting 
artists like this. I mean, that's incredible. Look, there's your pipe right there at the top of his page. Big homage. How about that? Homage. Right on. Thank you, Velvet Hammer. You guys are awesome. And uh, I don't know. I feel like we'll be like we'll be reaching out to that again. At some yeah. Point in life. It's under the table business, too, I take it. Uh, I don't know what he does Mid with his money. Uh, he took cash out. Minimum tax so, business, let's say. Minimum overhead business. He can do we like that. We support that. The gore isn't for the win, if possible. Although, if we're using US dollars, we got to get them on crypto. Yeah. Totally. Buy something next thing on crypto. All right. So, we have Matt, one of the people responsible for this. Hey, Matt. Right? Let's get Matt up here. Our first call for the evening. Oh, there he is. You got to have the firing beard on there because, see, I, I, are you at Terminal Beard? Yeah, I'm at the point now where I need to go in and get it trimmed up a little bit because it's getting a little, like, uh, bummy at the bottom. So, <laughs> But it's basically like it's not getting any longer, right? Oh, no, 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 no. It still grows. I got to keep it trimmed up. Like, otherwise, oh, it gets down when it, like, gets into my chest and gets itchy. But also, it's just like a bunch of scraggly little down shooters when it gets to this length. For the most part... The body of it stays the same, but it's just a bunch of little lightning bolts. Okay. No, no, terminal I'll never know the struggle. Terminal beard <laughs> is like terminal hair length too. It's it's when it's it's as long as those follicles get by genetic programming with good nutrition. And for beards, it's supposed to be twelve to eighteen inches. And I'm just like I wonder what it's going to be with my mustache, because that's the hard part now. Is I want to see, I want to see if I get the terminal mustache. Well, just he's, he's not trying. You're not trying to grow your mustache down. You're trying to grow it so you can part it and uh, right. Right. do things with. Put beads it. in it. Right. The Fu Manchu or something. What do you call it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. Push. Push into a Fu Manchu pattern over the beard, as opposed to flared out and or trimmed up. It sounds fun. I'll never know the pleasure. <laughs> it's a burden. You're lucky. Sure as hell beats shaving. No, yeah, I, no I, I, I'm surprised. Like I, and I, one of the things that kept me that having uh, here's here's a little moment of turning forty reflection. Uh, one of the things that kept me having short hair, uh, pretty much my entire adult life. One was the the, the military trend professional look. Uh, but it was also that it was like low maintenance to me. And I thought it was really cool that I could take 10 minutes before showering or 50, it's usually more like 15, 20 minutes. But I cut my own hair with clippers and trim my beard up to match and, you know, shape the goatee a little bit and 20 minutes jump in the shower and be done to that once a week and maybe trim the beard once a week. It was pretty low maintenance, you know, but I still have to shave my cheeks and shave my neck. And this is I've I've got this down to a pretty good formula. Like I, it's like my hair most days. If I don't do shit, I can just push it out of the way. I can tie it up when I when I need to do manual labor. My beard, I had I had a major milestone with my beard. It got on the way bench pressing recently. What uh, <laughs> what do you use? I, I hate to be that guy, but like, what do you use to like for your like hair washing and stuff? Yeah, actually, we have it right here. Uh, it, it's um, for black men. It's the uh, the Shea Moisture Men brand uh, beard wash. 
Um, occasionally, I use like and, and the main. So I have then I have a couple different. She didn't wash. Don't you just like put that in there and leave it? Like, no, no, this is a wash. But so, so I only I only wash every two or three. There's a great meme about this where it's like a scraggly ass, disgusting dog with skin problems, and it's like women using 18 different skin and hair care products, <laughs> and then it's a dude like this going like. And there's men washing their hair once a month. And then, and then underneath there's a golden retriever with like this giant golden flowing mane. And it says, dogs taking a bath once a year. And it's like, yeah, kind of. did the, the, mo- like, the same for humans. Even yeah, for I, me. Yeah. I, use, I use this many hair products. I don't use shampoo. I just put conditioner in my hair. Here's right. my secret. So I don't the, give so a damn. <laughs> I... I don't shower every day. Definitely not in the winter. If I, I I'll, I'll shower if I get sweaty, if I lift or I get I'm dirty. I'm taking a shower there. I probably wouldn't shower every day if I was there. Well, well <laughs> one of the, so one of the cool things about out here in the winter is that it's dry and it's cold. And so when I go lift weights outside, I don't sweat. Oh yeah, yeah, I believe that. It's just not a big deal. But even yeah. if I if I was sweating, I would rinse my hair gently at most once a day. And I wouldn't I wash or, or or gently condition it all once, you know, every two to four days. And then I put oil in it. Um, but even that I don't do consistently, you know, and I kind of like let it sit and I'll just brush it in. I'm very simple and very gentle with my hair and my beard. Um, I mean, the harshest thing I do, like I, I trim my my in-between beard and hair neck with uh, with clippers and my neck with clippers. But then I tweeze my cheeks. And I'm I'm still working on my technique for that for not tearing up my skin too. Much. Um, but I like the tweezing yeah. it, it, and keeping it neat like that. Um, and that that's it's the that most intense part though. of my 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 There's, my grooming. That hurts. I got some. I'll get laser hair removal. Go ahead, Joey. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no, I just the tweezing hurts. I don't have to deal with that. Women do oh, that yeah. with their eyebrows. God gave me naturally fine eyebrows so i don't really have to mess with it too much but mine are kind of I can imagine squeezing my face like what once a week how many times do you get at it with the pen i do i got like twice a week if i need to be presentable Ouch. i mean i literally get tears in my eyes like when i when i do get my eyebrows waxed if there's something going on or i want to feel pretty or do the girl thing the waxing doesn't bother me but when they get in there and she starts doing like the final tweaks i literally get tears in my eyes you're done threading? No, you asked me that. And oh, I heard that hurts. I want to learn how to do it. We're still plucking us. That's how they do it in jail. So they, they'll, they'll work a piece of thread out of some garment and they would thread each other's eyebrows on recess or you know outdoor time or whatever. Call it in summer camp at your local summer camp. But yeah, I never got down with that. I never I never signed up for the... So wait, wait. I want, I want to know what Matt's beard regime is then. Well, that's what, that's what I was going to say is, is like I had been on just pretty much strictly mane and tail for years and I, I never really used any hair. extra product. But like yeah. a month and a half or two months ago, I got some Dr. Bronner's for the first time and I used it and I really like it. It's, it's a hemp and almond, but I love it on my beard. It, it leaves my hair like, almost a little waxy, almost like to where you can, I don't really, obviously I'm not the kind of person that styles my hair too much, but it's like, <laughs> it's, it's maneuverable, but it's, 
yeah. I, it, I like it. I like it. It's a good good deal. It's but I've like never done one like the beard oils or beard lubes or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I just say keep it simple, keep it natural, keep it gentle, and do well, as little as I'm not, I'm not sure but... that mane and tail is natural or anything like that, but it's like, what, $5 for like a gallon of it? So. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but it's, um, it, well, it's it's actually Maine and Dale, as in it was actually developed as a horse shampoo, and then it was like, well, hey, we can use this for people. People enjoy it, and it was it's yeah. just that the ingredients are so simple, right? I don't know that it's I, I'm not I'm not trying to do product endorsement here, but no, it's a brand <laughs> worth considering, right? Brian, <laughs> Dr. Bonner's better. I've gotten bars from home, you know, small business soap makers. Uh, that are for body and hair, so I keep that in my gym bag too. Baby yeah. shampoo, Baby yeah. Shampoo. I keep it simple, keep it gentle. Like m the, it, 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 I don't just, fall into Babylon's beauty product trap. So yeah, we're going to get you on both. And the Johnson and Johnson makes baby shampoo, right? Don't support Johnson and Johnson right now. Dude, I see it in the truck stops when I'm traveling. Like now, there's like this expensive ass row of of beard and like. We can connect this to corporatism and statism and, and consumerism. And I was like, I there, and they tried to upsell me like a twenty dollar beard comb. Um, they were like, "Oh, we just got these in. This would be great for you, wouldn't it?" It's like <laughs> at Earth Fair. Do y'all know what Earth Fair is? It's like the like the organic grocery store that we have here on the East Coast, at least. What's it called? Earth Fair. Not heard of it, no. No, it's it's just like an organic <laughs> grocery store. All they have is organic stuff, and it's cool. I like it. Good stuff. But they have really cheesy knockoff, like, fake brass beard combs. And they were like, oh, did you see these? You should get one of these while you're here, too, buying your reishi mushrooms and whatever else you're getting, you know, like. You know, I got to say, one of the things we've leveled up in recently in our conscious consumerism is the farmer's market here. Yeah. The local, yeah. There's a, and it's it's quasi-local, It's but it's area, at least, uh, farmer's market every Saturday in Ash Fork. And um, I'm able to get everything, I almost everything I need, except salad dressings and avocados, right? So, and yeah, uh, trail mix. And and I could do fried onions myself with that stuff there. I'd be okay with that. They have onions, but I'm they I'm do. like today is seasonal, so it's like I, we spent sixty five dollars for a big bag of groceries for both of us, and oh, yeah. it's less than what you would spend on that at Whole Foods for what we got. Yeah, because especially because the month we got like a, a I got like a pound. It was a pound of gourmet mushrooms. It was fifteen dollars. It would have yeah. been like. Thirty dollars. Oh, yeah. What is it? Abalone. If we abalone mushrooms. Over, they would have searched the whole vehicle <laughs> over that. That's, that's what I'm frying up here <laughs> on the on the wood stove in uh, in in extra virgin organic olive oil. Right after. Uh, right after the show to go on top to get poured on top of my salad yeah, with avocados and all my fresh greens from the farmers market, and uh, so cheaper than what I would have spent at Whole Foods. Absolutely. Conventional grocery store prices. I get I get local organic. And that that bag of groceries, that was pretty much everything I need for my salads. Like like 80%, 85%, something like that. Yeah. And so I mean I'm eating pretty cheap too. You know, you talk yeah. about being being rich. You know, part of it is having the knowledge and confidence to eat you well don't and eat, eat money. Right? You don't eat a lot of money. 
you know, I don't want, I'm not preach. I'm not, I'm not condescending. I'm preaching, but I'm not condescending because I'm just figuring this out and building it for myself, you know, and I started six I years ago here long time ago. and I've been from going on the road in full Babylon mode, but no, but we, to build it in a sustainable way, Joe, you've never had that. No, no, I haven't had the opportunity or the land or the area or the, no, but I've, the always, tried to prioritize. Be, I've always tried to be minimal waste. Yeah. And and that's because I grew, m love you, mom. If you're watching, and she's probably not, but Chris, you go to my mother's house right now. Open the fridge. There's going to be like an empty, half-empty KFC box and McDonald's bag, and and all these leftovers that she's got to save. And and this is like an American thing. It's just it's not just her seeing this in lots of people's houses, but uh, that always grossed me out as a kid. So it, you know, I try to make sure that I finish everything. I just did it today because I'm going. I'm going to go hang out in the mosh pit for the weekend. Oh, no. But I wanted to finish. Yeah, I went through yesterday and today making sure that anything that was open left. Did Matt drop because we started talking about so many other things? Did he want to talk about something else? <laughs> I don't know. I hope Because I was, I was literally about to say, we'll go back to what your, your cool adventure coming up because we should cover that too. But I was about to say, hey, Matt, do you mind if I interrupt your phone call for another completely unrelated sidebar about the greenhouse and gardenia art? I bet, I bet it was just... <laughs> The connection. I, I did read, and this is kind of funny, but kind of not. There was some solar flare that hit Earth today. So that's what that's going on. Solar flare, Loch Ness monster, Bigfoot. Well, so one of the new. So quick comment then. Oh, phone temperature is too high. Oh no. Um, oh, I'm still connected. Am I blurry? Am I super blurry? A little. Anyway, um, one of the articles that Joey and I read together this week was from shit, Caitlin Johnstone. Was that her name? CaitlinJohnstone.com. It was, and, and I don't need to endorse it because it's not something I want to super promote, but the idea I do and, and give appropriate credit to, uh, the title of her blog post was, are, are we already living in the dystopia that we had feared or something like that? Is the dystopia already here? It's like, turns out the answer is yeah. Yeah. No, I've been, I, you know, and I'm, maybe it doesn't seem so overwhelming as such because we've slid into it over two years. And I still am sure. hopeful that we're going to come out of it, but we're going to be in it for at least another year or two. Like if not more, I don't want to be overly optimistic be because I was, sure. that's the one big thing I was wrong about. Um, but I do think we're going to come out of this with positive momentum it, it, uh, around two years from now, but there's two years, at least a year to two years of like really strong. I don't even know how you quantify that number. Economically, like, it may... Subjective assimilation of a dozen different dynamics that I'm, I don't even care to say that I'm right about or wrong about. It's just one possibility that I want to point out because I have to also point out in this regard, it could be completely wrong in one direction or another, you know? Um, but I'm, I'm pretty confident saying that at least it's going to be, it's going to keep being shitty for at least another year. So when we say like we're in a dystopia, like in a, in a state of society that is dystopic, that is, that is a surreal, you know, authoritarian, social situation, political, uh, economic situation. Uh, but it's also happening at a time in human history when we have uh, more material wealth and productive capacity than ever before. Um, it's, it's a very interesting time to be alive for a lot of reasons. And, and you cannot ignore the dynamics of, of COVID with that. Obviously. No. So, all right. Do we have any other callers? No, Anybody we do not. No, well, then 
Let's wrap it up. I want to eat my own. I'm hungry too. Oh, I don't know what happened to Matt. I bet his phone overheated or StreamYard did some crazy stuff. Oh, what I was, what got me on that kick because I wanted to cover that. I want to mention that at least at some point in the show, the idea that we're, we're already in the dystopia. And that it, here in Gardenia, it's like it feels good. We've got our escape pod. You know, it's not fully built, but it's like, it's like we're, we're scrambling to, you know, at, at, to, to put together self-sustainability. We're here. at a point where this, if we should hit the fan tomorrow, we could be ready. Yeah, it would just be a little bit more work than than anyone would want to do right away. I could be totally wrong. The 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 our overlords could get away with making things much worse for a five to ten year period easily. I don't think they could get away with more than that uh, of, of the nature of the shittiness of the dystopian reality we find ourselves in. But it's it's never too late to. To, to move, to be more secure. At least it's it's it may have gotten harder for you. You may have been in a better position financially two years ago, but don't be thinking, well, I'll wait to live by my principles until shit's over and recovers because it might never happen. So I, you know, for all those reasons, not just living by your principles, living this way, uh, not just being safer and happier and healthier, but being more secure. You know, I mean, people look at me and say, oh, Adam, that's so risky that you went to jail for 12 days. It's like, you fucking live in a city, and you like I I live I live in the country, where just like so many of those life threats are. I mean, yes, there are different ones out here, but just not a part of daily life. And certainly, dying of pollution and, and chronic disease and eating too much processed food is something we do a pretty good job of minimizing out here. So you're looking at me while I'm eating my popcorn chips. Oh yeah, processed food. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's gross. No, that stuff's relatively. That's this good. is the best stuff. Popcorn chips. Popcorn That's chips. a thing now. Popcorn. Yeah, no, popcorn I'm not against. I'm not against processed food inherently, um, but definitely, you know, have a preference for limiting it and making sure that it's clean. You have organic food that's processed, but having it, you know, clean and, and organic as much as possible. Certainly. Anyway, I'm gonna go eat my dinner. One more smoke weed every day, Jim. Uh, give us yeah. a couple reminders. One more producer notes. How's it? Telegram. <laughs> weird going from carb to no carb, but I kind of like that actually. Nice. T.me forward slash Adam versus the man. Join it if you haven't already. You're a lazy bastard, but you got time to unbe a lazy bastard. Patreon.com forward slash Adam versus the man. Financially support the show. Homefrontbattlebuddies.org. Uh, find a way to make uh, combat veterans non-existent in the future. Well, so I guess that was the other thing I was getting at, and we'll just wrap up the show with this, is that we've got, uh, we're coming out of the hardest, chorus part of the winter here. And it's been pretty mild. It's been pretty dry. and very lucky. Uh, but now we got one more week of, it looks like, cold weather. Like tonight, what's it going to get down to, Joey? 14 degrees? 14 tonight, or something. That's, that's, that's about as cold as it gets here. That, yeah, that's not typical. But it's dry. Yeah. It's dry. So it's not like... But- Imagine this, like with mud Two and days snow from and now. ice and sludge everywhere. Because yeah. sometimes it's like that in winter. So we've had we've had a very mild winter here, and we're looking forward to getting back to some some 
landscaping and some construction work and some position improvements and uh, definitely calling for help for my Arizona peeps, maybe for some work parties the next couple weekends. At least I'm going to be here. <laughs> if anybody wants to help out with that, please send me an email, adam at the line.com. And with that, is that it, Joey? That's it. I think All right. that's it. I'll do her. Peace and love, y'all. Choose happiness and be excellent to each other. Thank <laughs> you.